Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. We can keep saying Merry Christmas until at least tomorrow, because remember, for basic, basic Catholics, we celebrate Christmas for eight days in a row. But if you want to be extra good Catholic, you know that you celebrate Christmas until the Feast of the Epiphany, which is next Sunday, and you be ultra, ultra Catholic. If you keep your Christmas decoration until the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord, which is on February the 2nd. If you only celebrate Christmas on December 25th, then we look at you with quiet and righteous condemnation <laughs> and we internally judge you very harshly. <laughs> My friends, within the octave of Christmas, though, we celebrate a very special feast for our parish community. We celebrate the feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. We celebrate our patrons, and I dare say, our inspiration. Now, let's make sure that we understand the word inspiration in the proper sense. There's no doubt that the family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph was holy. But let's not confuse being holy with being perfect. It is true that our Lord was perfectly God and perfectly man. It is also true that his mother Mary, because she was a unique vessel prepared by God for his son to enter into the world, was preserved from the stain of sins. But let's not forget that Joseph was only an ordinary man. No matter how well disposed he was to God's grace, it still must be hard being the only sinner in the house. <laughs> and let's suppose that the love within this family was as perfect as it was possible to be. Let's not forget either that they did not have a perfect life. In fact, it was filled with so many ups and downs, pains and sorrows, hardships, twists and turns. Yet in spite of all of those dramas, they remain resolutely faithful to God. And that's the example that the Holy Family showed you and me, that a family does not need to be perfect. That a household doesn't need to be spotlessly in order. No, it just needs to be a domestic church, faithful to God, regardless of life's circumstances. And that is an example that I know so many of you aspire to follow, and for that I am grateful. Thank you for looking after your domestic churches. Thank you for trying to be faithful to God by focusing on family values and a constant pursuit of holiness. 
in light of today's celebration, I'd like to share with you some reflection on modern parenting. This should be interesting. It goes without saying, these days, raising children come with unprecedented challenges. It is difficult enough, it is difficult enough to navigate through all the needs and the struggles of each child, especially when they don't come with a manual, right? You just sort of wing it as you go. But then we live in a society that is quite hostile to many values that we want our children to know and to have. And so with that in mind, and with your kind permission, I'm going to share with you some personal thoughts. And they are personal thoughts, so just consider that as me musing out loud. After all, I don't claim to be an expert in family keeping and in raising children. I often borrow the words of a friend who said that children require a triple A service. That is, they require to have unconditional attention, acceptance, and affection. And indeed, for the good of their development, children need to have attention, acceptance, and affection from their family. And that is a fundamental truth that I've repeated in all of my priestly and teaching assignments. Why? Because I've seen enough of the damaging consequences when children are deprived of these basic needs. That being said, there is an interesting phenomenon here at this parish. I don't think there is a lack in attention or acceptance or affection among our parents. I would argue that there's too much of it. So I don't think today I have to advocate for children to receive more attention or acceptance or affection from their parents. Rather, it is more important to receive the proper and the right kind of attention, acceptance, and affection. And what do I mean by that? First, attention. In the good old days, I could spend all day playing in the streets with my friends, and only show up at home when I'm hungry or when it's time to go to bed and shower, well, shower and then go to bed. Nowadays, though, we can't afford that freedom anymore because the world is no longer safe. So these days, parents have to know where their kids are, what they're doing, with whom, what they're eating, what they're drinking, so on and so on. And for some of you poor parents, your entire day is occupied with chauffeuring your children from one place 
to another. From home to school, from school to sports, from sport to dinner, from dinner to practice, and then go back, to, go back home and then do it all over again the next day. You really don't know how y'all do it. And so physically speaking, I don't think children are all that in need of physical attention. But physical attention aside, what about emotional attention? What about spiritual attention? We've all seen those families, haven't we? Sitting at the same dinner table at a restaurant, and yet no one is talking to anyone. Why? Because they're all on this. And we've seen so many parents who invested so much energy and effort in their children's extracurricular activities to polish their resumes at the budding age of nine. But how many, how many are actually concerned with their children having a place in the kingdom of heaven? Second, acceptance. And this can be a major challenge. Why? Because every child is different. Every child's needs are different. Every child's gifts and talents are different. Just because the parents are one thing doesn't mean the children will turn out just like them. From very athletic parents, you might end up with a child who is as nerdy as yours truly over here. And so to accept every child as the kid you are given by God and not the one you thought you were supposed to have isn't always easy for everyone. And then we run into some sad situations when we see children being forced to live their parents' unfulfilled dreams. And if you've lived through that, you know how unfair that is. But then as human beings, we can go to the other extreme and become too accepting. And this is when parents forget their place and want to become their children's friends. I recall a really difficult meeting, a painful conversation with a mother and her teenage daughter quite some time ago. This mother had allowed her 13-year-old daughter to take hormone-suppressing medication. Why? Because the daughter demanded it. And that completely boggled my mind. Because at that age, we don't allow them to smoke, to drink, to drive, because we know that it's not safe for them. And yet we are okay with them doing something that would internally and permanently alter their bodies. 
when they become responsible adults, they can make whatever decisions they want. But at that age, parents need to be parents, not friends. And finally, affection. Love by nature is giving. Love by nature is concerned with the good of the other person. And I bet you, and I don't doubt it for one minute, that all of you who are parents here, you would give up your life for your kids in a heartbeat if it were necessary. And because we believe that we need to give them everything they need for them to be happy, we can also mistakenly think that they must have everything in order to be happy, even if that is beyond our means. And let's just say that it's not beyond our means. Let's just say that we can give them everything. Doesn't mean that we should. Sometimes the greatest act of love is to say no so that children can learn that they don't always get their ways in life. And that in life, most things are earned and worked for, not handed over in a silver platter. I've spoken long enough, and perhaps not all of you would agree with what I've shared thus far, and that's okay. Each to his own, but hopefully you might find something helpful in these reflections. I don't doubt one bit that it is difficult to raise a family. And ultimately, all of us are doing the best that we can with God's grace. And so may God continue to supply you with the graces that you need to be the people who take care of a domestic church entrusted to you. Know that my prayers are always with each and every single one of you in your daily responsibility. And may the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph continue to accompany your families and bless your families with their graces. May God bless you.